0: Hi, my name's Stephanie and I teach people how to stop drinking. This is chapter six in my podcast series from my book, There Is No Magic Button. So if you're just coming in now, go back to chapter one um, and start from there. So chapter six is about alcohol. I know it's taken us a while to get there, but we're there now. So we're going to talk about it. This is quite a big chapter, so I might do it in two parts. Let's see how we get on. So chapter six, alcohol. If any of what I have said so far resonates with you, I highly recommend you take a break from your drinking, even if it's just for 30 days. I mean, 30 days is nothing, right? Whether you think so or not, alcohol will be a factor in whatever it is that's going wrong in your life. And like Jane before, it's good to clear it out of the way and see what else is going on. It's hard to change and improve your life if you are drinking. Think about it in terms of taking some time off to really focus on you. Depending on how you drink will depend on whether you need to reduce slowly or if you can just stop. This is really important with alcohol. We'll come on to this in a bit. There are many benefits to you taking a break or reducing your intake. No more wasted time on hangovers, feeling rubbish, worrying about what you did the night before, saying the wrong thing. Making mistakes that put everyone at risk, damaging your health or maybe even your pocket. No more weight gain. The list goes on and on. People who live happy, healthy lives generally don't drink that much. I know there is always the exception, but I would even challenge that, as what can appear a happy, healthy life on the outside can be fraught with difficulties on the inside. Plus, there are the health risks to consider, which sometimes we can't see. For instance, I know a man that has drunk all his life, pretty much nearly every day. He's taken the odd three months off here and there and felt really good. Sometimes he only drinks two to three cans of lager. However, sometimes he drinks more, up to ten cans. From the outside looking in, he has a happy, healthy life. He would also say this if asked. However, he has a big belly, that's definitely the drink. He also suffers with over-acidity. Again, alcohol is a contributing factor. His wife is worried and unhappy. She would prefer it if he didn't drink or just drank occasionally. She loves him and is concerned for his health and their future. What would she do if he died first? Finances are also a concern as he needs to drive for work. Because she is worried, she brings it up quite often and it causes regular arguments. On the outside, it looks like his drinking isn't impacting on his life, but look deeper and it does cause problems. I'm not selling a miracle, but ask anyone that has taken a break or stopped for a while and they will tell you how good they felt and how it has improved all areas of their life. In 11 years, no one has ever come back to me and told me their life got worse after taking a break from drinking. So let's get a measure on your drinking. The first thing we need to do is to find out how much you're drinking. This is really important to know. Once we have that, we can find out what it means for you. How do you figure out how much you're drinking and how much is too much? So in the UK, we're told that the recommended guidelines for alcohol are around two to three units. That's about the size of a medium, that's a medium glass of wine. However, it's good if people can have at least two alcohol free days. It's really important that you don't drink every day. This is how some people get into trouble building up a habit. It's a highly addictive substance, after all. So, in the ebook, there is an example of a drink diary, but you can do this any way you want. Basically, it's keeping a record of your drinking every day, how much you drank the amount, type of alcohol, what time you started, where were you, who were you with, and then total that up. So the amount of units, calories, and money as well. And do this for at least a couple of weeks. So what is a unit and how do you measure it? This depends on how you drink your alcohol. There are several ways to do this. So to give you an idea, Two to three units looks like three 25ml shots of a spirit. So a 25ml shot is a single in the UK. So one 25ml shot is basically one unit. So a spirit is what I'm talking, your yeah, um, vodka, gins and whiskey So they're normally 40% um, alcohol by volume. One pint of 4% beer is about 2.2 units, and a medium-sized glass of wine, 175 ml, is two to three units. A standard bottle of wine is about nine units. Now, one of the best websites for units, and there may be lots of apps out there as well, is the Drink Aware website, or any reputable health website. It will give you a unit calculator, and that's the easiest way to do this. Even though units are annoying, they don't make sense to anyone and are hard to figure out, they do actually work in terms of figuring out how much you're drinking and helps with cutting back. Trust me, it's like calories, gives us something to work with. Also, there's a formula for working out units if you're interested. So multiply the total volume of a drink in millilitres by its ABV, alcohol by volume, measured as a percentage, and divide the result by 1000. So for example, to work out the number of units in a pint, so that's 568 ml of strong lager, which is an alcohol by volume 5.2%. So, 5.2 times 568 divided by 1,000 gives you 2.95 units. Okay, so this is a task. You need to do this before you do anything. It's really important. Let's look at last week. For every day, write down what you drank, what time you started, how much and be honest. Make sure you understand the size of your drinks. If you are drinking and self-pouring at home, the first thing to do is to get a unit measurer. People who drink at home and self-pour tend to drink more. When you have a week's drinking written down, go into any website or an app or unit calculator or use your calculator with the sum that I gave you earlier and make a note of your units for each day and then total for the week. So if you aren't a regular drinker but a binge drinker you may want to look at how much you drank the last time you drank a lot. By binge I mean a man who drinks more than eight units in a single session or a woman who drinks more than six. So for instance eight units could be four pints or just under a bottle of wine. A lady three glasses of wine or six single gins. So a binge isn't that much really. Don't worry, the more you keep track of your drinking, the easier it becomes to measure your units and keep track. I can be out with friends and can calculate everyone's units for the night. As I'm sure you can tell, I'm not popular on a night out. I don't volunteer the information, obviously. It's only if they ask. Okay, so by now, you should have a measure of the level of your drinking. However, if you're reading this, I'm guessing your drinking is causing you some problems already, or maybe you're just curious. This is something I want you to do as an ongoing thing while you reduce. Um, Obviously, if you're taking a break, you're not gonna do it but if you you want to be an occasional drinker, to keep a track of your drinking is really important. And if you struggle, say you have a blip or a relapse, always go back to this. It really works writing it down on paper and seeing it or putting it into an app, it doesn't matter how you do it. Right, physical dependency, this is so important, I need you to hear this. So if you're drinking a large amount daily, and you have a physical dependency, then you must consult with a medical professional prior to reducing. This may also be the case if you drink large amounts in one go, say over 60 units in a binge drinking session over a few days, that is. Physical and psychological dependency is very important where alcohol is concerned. There are very few drugs. Yes, I'm calling alcohol a drug because that's what it is. That are physically and psychologically addictive so what does it mean to be physically addicted if you drink a large amount of alcohol daily or a large amount in a binge session and you stopped suddenly you would go into physical withdrawal symptoms of alcohol withdrawal are sweating shaking nausea anxiety paranoia insomnia, and in severe cases, whole body shakes, fits, and hallucinations. Alcohol withdrawal can be fatal. If you think you are physically dependent, please go and see a medical professional before you embark on any reduction. As tempting as it is to just stop when you have really had enough, I strongly advise you seek medical help. It is just not worth the risk. Now, this only affects a small number of people. So if you're drinking large amounts daily or a big binge session and you experience any of the above symptoms, please get help. Alcohol is also a depressant drug, so I've met many people who are drinking and are struggling with anxiety and depression either separately or both. Many people, once they've sorted their drinking out, feel a lot better emotionally and physically. There are a few people who are drinking to manage their anxiety and depression, which has usually been there prior to the drink problems. If this this is the case for you, again, please seek medical help. Remember, if you are concerned, see your doctor. So how does alcohol affect your body and brain? Alcohol acts as a depressant on the brain and initially you can feel relaxed and happy and then it can make you feel depressed and low afterwards. In the long term it can kill brain cells and lead to memory loss. Too much alcohol can dehydrate the body which is bad news for your skin. It also dilates the blood vessels which can lead to veins on the face. Alcohol is not a good look in many ways so from a pure vanity perspective it's great to take a break from alcohol. Makes me laugh reading all those women's mags talking about beauty products particular skin products and when one thing most women and men can do straight away to improve their skin is take time from alcohol and drink more water. You don't need to buy an expensive cream. Alcohol can blur vision, which makes it harder to judge speed and distances. It can affect your sleep. Too much alcohol affects REM sleep, which is the most important part. Your body needs deep sleep to repair itself. Alcohol relaxes you, and when we drink too much, it lowers our inhibitions, causing us to do things we wouldn't normally do. Get over-emotional, have arguments, fights, have accidents make silly mistakes that can cause big problems for our life. Drinking large amounts of alcohol over short periods of time can cause irregular heartbeat and shortness of breath. Alcohol is absorbed from the stomach into the bloodstream. Your ability to break down alcohol depends on many things, including age, weight and sex. On average, your body breaks down one unit per hour. Drinking more than that will build up your blood alcohol concentration and if you drink a lot in one night it may be many hours before you are alcohol free. This is another reason why we talk about units so much and teach people what they are and how to count them. It really helps you to manage whether you still have alcohol in your system. Drinking too much in one go or even over regular periods can affect your performance in the bedroom. If you've drunk a lot, your inhibitions will be lowered and you may have unsafe sex or have sex you later regret. Alcohol is very calorific and can cause you to put on weight or maybe you're skipping meals so you can drink. Alcohol is empty calories. It has no nutritional value. On a night out, it also increases your appetite. Liver breaks down most of the alcohol a person drinks. However, it can only break down one unit per hour. More than that and the liver struggles to cope. If someone drinks a huge amount in one go, a person can fall into an alcoholic coma and it can be fatal alcohol poisoning. Long-term drinking causes liver disease and liver cancer. It's called the silent disease, as symptoms aren't noticeable until it's fairly advanced. Just to make sure you got that, if you drink too much alcohol in one go, you can die. It's not an exact amount, and the amount is different for each person. This is just a taster of the health risks in drinking more than the recommended guidelines. Alcohol literally affects every part of the body, it increases our risk of cancers, strokes, diabetes. Let's have a deeper look. Everyone is affected differently by the issues drinking alcohol causes. Different issues may cause more of a problem for some than others. You know your body and your mind. For some people, it will be the binge that's the problem, so the health risks, but also the problems that happen on a night out. For others it will be things like sleep, stress, anxiety, weight, stomach problems or it's just generally getting in the way of life. Imagine what you could do with your life if you weren't drinking. How much more time, energy would you have? Maybe even money. If you're really interested in the health risks and want to find out more and I strongly advise you do, check out drinkaware.co.uk alcoholfacts.com health effects of alcohol, for more information. Let's look at some of the facts and figures about alcohol in the UK. Alcohol Concern has said that the health service was facing an intolerable strain from people drinking too much. The statistics also highlight how hospital casualty departments are now being swamped with people with alcohol-related problems. The figures released by the charity showed the number of booze-related NHS admissions, including hospital patients and clinic and A&E visits, reached 9.9 million in England in 2012. This is compared to 1.2 million alcohol-related hospital admissions in England in 2011, when the figures did not include outpatient admissions and A&E trips. Some 9.6 million people are now drinking in excess of the government guidelines including 2.4 million who are classed as high risk. High risk drinking is defined as people who drink more than six to eight units of alcohol a day with one unit equating to less than a small glass of wine or half a pint of beer. According to Alcohol Concern men aged 55 to 75 were the most likely to be admitted to hospital due to alcohol misuse. It revealed almost half of all head and neck cancer patients admissions were alcohol related. Just over 13% of all malignant tumors of breast cancer patients were also attributed to alcohol at a cost of 27.1 million to the NHS. While A&E admissions accounted for 6 in 10 alcohol related Hospital visits, inpatient admissions were responsible for almost two-thirds of the total cost burden of 2.8 billion, according to the charity Alcohol Concern. The southeast of England was revealed as the region with the most high-risk drinkers, with more than 1.6 million people, while the northwest had the most alcohol-related deaths with 3,501 in 2012. Now that figure is probably quite low. I know from my work of working within health services and alcohol services that um, we're not very good at collecting data around alcohol, so I can say 100% that that figure is low and it's actually much higher than that. If you're interested in research, and I mean facts, um, please check out alcoholconcern.org.uk and have a look at their website um, for more information. Now all of this may sound like I am scaremongering and I am one of those people who doesn't want anyone to have any fun. Trust me, I want you to have fun and be happy. I just don't want you to die whilst doing it. I haven't lifted this information for the hell of it. I ran a very successful alcohol treatment service for four years. This information is all true and actually it's the tip of the iceberg people are dying they are ill and this isn't just street drinkers it is anyone and everyone alcohol doesn't discriminate young and old poor and rich successful and unemployed it is a mix of people who drink and get into trouble with it it also never ceases to amaze me how badly informed these people were There were very few people we spoke to that actually knew what the health risks were. There appears to be some silly illusion that because it is legal, and there are all those lovely glossy adverts, it must be okay. Coupled with the way our media reports on drug-related deaths and anything drug-related, I can sort of understand how that might happen alcohol is one of our most harmful substances it's up there with heroin and cocaine in the top three if they were reclassifying all drugs including alcohol today alcohol would be be a class a illegal drug i'm still flabbergasted that yes i can go to my corner shop and buy a bottle of vodka for 10 pounds and potentially kill myself from an alcohol overdose. Whilst the media reports on young people dying at festivals from taking recreational drugs, whose deaths could have been prevented by good education and testing at clubs and festivals, no amount of testing will change the fact that alcohol is a poison and taken in large amounts in one go can kill you as well as taken regularly in significant amounts over a period of time will also make you very ill and potentially kill you and this is why i go on and on about alcohol so what can you do the most important thing once you know what you want to do that you want to make a change and why what can you do about it? Sometimes learning about alcohol and making a record of how much you are drinking can be enough for some people. Most people don't know how much they're drinking. I can remember the first time I learnt about units and calculated how much I'd drunk over one weekend and I was horrified. By this point, I'd already stopped as I'd hit my rock bottom. It was just another piece of information that added to my motivation. But if that isn't enough for you, here are some options to reduce safely. Delay your start time. If when you finish work, the first thing you do is have a drink, don't. Do something different. Have a cup of tea, go to the gym, go for a walk, do an evening class, play a game with the kids, visit a friend that doesn't drink, or go and watch a film. The ideas are endless. Swap your wine or beer for a lower percentage, so you're drinking the same amount but less alcohol. Slowly reduce the amount you drink. Start with three quarters of a bottle for a week and then go to half a bottle and then have an alcohol-free day and this is when you will really need to do something different. Measure out your drinks. Make sure you are only drinking your spirits one unit at a time with a lot of mixer. Have a soft drink first. If you drink out, this is really important. Whether you realise it or not, most people when they go out, particularly on a binge, get excited or nervous. They drink their first drink quickly and then continue. This is how people get drunk very quickly. When you get to three or four drinks, it's hard to stop. Now I'm generalising, but it's like this for a lot of people. Drink soft drinks in between alcoholic drinks. If you're on a night out with friends, doing this will mean you will watch your friends get drunk a lot quicker than you. This will also help you to slow down as it's not a great look being drunk. Again, I realize this is a very selfish point of view, watching your friends get drunk, and it's not responsible or a grown-up thing to advise. However, again, we're talking about you. Whatever it takes to help you stay motivated. Once you have it cemented, then it will help the people around you. Drink drinks with lots of mixes in. Not only does this reduce the amount of alcohol you're drinking, it also changes the taste. We want to tackle habits in lots of different ways. A lot of people tell me they love the taste of red wine, whiskies, ale and gin. But if you are one of these people, you've become accustomed to the taste Quite frankly, if you're not used to it, alcohol tastes awful. Remember the first time you tried alcohol? It was probably disgusting, and you couldn't figure out why people were drinking it. Maybe you even had to train yourself to drink it and get used to the taste. But the good news is, you guessed it, if you can train yourself to like the taste, then you can train yourself to unlike it. Drinking soft drinks, adding lots of mixer, will start this process. Keep going, even if you don't like it at first. If it continues to be a real problem, then change your drink. Focus on your goals. What can happen is people challenge and push you to drink alcoholic drinks, even grown adults and good friends. It never ceases to amaze me how badly behaved, grown, responsible, intelligent people can be when we are out drinking. I've done it myself. Be ready for this. Be prepared. You can always buy your own. Just say you're not doing rounds tonight. Then you can buy drinks that could be alcoholic, no one will know or question. Lemonade could be a GT, and T. A a Coke could be anything. Be really clear about what you are doing and why. People tend to accept a break for charity, training for an event, allergies, medication, driving. It's up to you, just feel good about what you're saying. The takeaway rule. Think of alcohol in the same way as you think of a takeaway. I'm assuming you don't have a takeaway every night. We have already found out that alcohol has nothing in it of any use to you whatsoever. In fact, it's a toxin, it's a poison. It Depends on the type of takeaway you get, but mostly they're not that good for you. Usually high in fat, sugar, and sugar. And probably, <laughs> two lots of sugar, <laughs> and probably a day's calories in one hit. So, would you eat a takeaway every night? Generally, a takeaway is a treat or a reward that you have occasionally. You recognise it's not good for you. So, if alcohol actually is worse for you in terms of nutritional value, why are you having it every night? Eat regularly and healthily. What you eat can have a large impact on your mood. Having an unhealthy diet and irregular eating patterns can make you anxious, irritable and depressed, which can make you more likely to drink. Eating well makes you feel good and makes it much easier to cultivate a new habit. Eating healthy food can also help your body to repair the damage caused by your drinking. Drink lower percentage drinks. If you're a Prosecco champagne drinker, Bucks Fizz is great and only three units a bottle. Throw alcohol away that you don't drink. So as you're reducing, say you go from a bottle of wine to three quarters, throw the quarter away. This is very powerful. Do it. Buy the smaller bottles, you know, those little um, bottles of wine you can get now. If you buy a normal bottle of wine and you're reducing, it can be hard. There it is in the fridge talking to you. Also, there is that old fashioned British thing about not throwing things away. Start as you mean to go on. Buy the smaller bottles and then that's it. Reduction done. Take a break maybe 30 days, 60 or 90 days, just to see how you feel and if it improves your life. If you need to, and it helps, do challenges. I run a very supportive Facebook group for women who want to change their relationship with alcohol. There is Stop October, Dry January, Challenges for Charity, Weight Watchers, Slimming World. There are endless ways to do this. Follow a program. I run a 14-day mini coaching program in my group anything like this will give you structure something to focus on the point is you learn things about yourself and how to look after yourself join a group there are smart groups and 12 step groups if that's the sort of thing that helps and many internet forums as well read books about the subject memoirs there are so many out there that can help you to educate yourself even further this isn't an extensive list. What works for one person will not work for another. Start by trying a few until you find what works for you. My experience is, is that you try everything and you keep trying and some of it works. And that way you build up a box of tools. Let's talk about binge drinkers. If you don't drink regularly, but when you do, you drink too much, Start by making a note of how much you drink on a night out and calculate your units. Sometimes this can be enough. I remember the first time I was taught this and was horrified the amount i drank drunk over a weekend. Also in the class, the teacher made an example of me because of the amount I'd drunk. So if any trainers or workers out there, don't ever do this. By the time he'd finished with me, I wanted to go and have a drink. So this is where an app can be really good if you're on a night out or you're a binge drinker. Something that will track your units and maybe even your calories or money spent. Think about all the things you can do to change your night out as we've talked about. Make a list and try them one by one. Keep going until you have a strategy that works. Binges can be really dangerous. All it takes is for you to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, a little bit too drunk and things can go horribly wrong. I've known many people that this has happened to. Some people have been lucky and used it as a wake-up call, however others haven't been so lucky. Once you've calculated the amount you consume on a binge, it may be useful to make a list of all the possible things that could go wrong while you're intoxicated. When you are drunk, you are very vulnerable. Anything can happen. It really is wrong place, wrong time. This goes for men as well, even big men. Fights can go horribly wrong when people have been drinking. Quite often those fights wouldn't have happened if drink wasn't involved. Follow the advice and tips in the what can you do section, particularly the have a soft drink first one. Then you can relax and settle into your evening slowly. That's the key. Remember, it's the getting excited, nervous, drinking quickly and too much in one go that is the issue here. Slow down. There is no rush. The slower you drink, the more soft drinks you have, the better you will feel. Logging your drinks into an app as you go along can really help. It helps you to see how much you're drinking calories and money spent. It's interesting to see which one motivates you. A binge drinker and when things go wrong. Kerry was in her 30s and had two children and a partner she loved. Life was good. Yes, she was tired. Yes, kids, work and relationship all took its toll, but she knew she had it good. Every now and then she loved to go out and party. In her younger days at university, she'd been a bit of a party animal and there was a small part of her that missed that life. So when it was a friend's birthday, it was a great excuse for everyone to get together and have some fun. Because she didn't go out very often or drink regularly, she had no tolerance. She would also be very excited, all the friends would be. All that collective excitement together, everyone getting together and drinking. She drank quite a bit in a short period of time and was quite drunk. They went on to a club. She got talking to an old boyfriend and he offered her some cocaine. Because she was drunk, she said yes and had a few lines. She hasn't taken any drugs apart from alcohol since she was in her early twenties because they were getting on so well and helped along with the alcohol and cocaine. They got caught up in the moment and ended up going back to his place. She spent the night with him and they had unprotected sex. In the morning, she was mortified very hungover and struggling with guilt and shame. Her friends were really worried about her as well as she had just disappeared. She went home to her family, however then having to deal with the fact that she'd been unfaithful to her partner, putting everything that was important to her at risk. She had to go to the doctors and get a morning after pill and book into the sexual health clinic for tests. This is the first time she'd done anything like this in a relationship. If she hadn't drunk so much been so under the influence, she wouldn't have taken the cocaine or gone home with the old boyfriend. Okay, here's a summary. If you drink regularly in large amounts, you will build up a physical addiction and may need a medically assisted detox. Keep a diary, keep a note, count your units, count your calories. Keep a track of the amount of money you're spending and figure out which one motivates you. Delay your start time. Alcohol-free days, this is a must so as not to build up bad habits. Mess with your habits and patterns, this one is really important. Change the taste, the times you drink. What can you do instead of drinking? Eat well, three meals a day, healthy meals. Drink soft drinks, drink lower percentage alcohol drinks, throw away alcohol if you don't drink it, buy smaller bottles, take a break, make sure you have big gaps of alcohol free time, spaces when you don't drink, one month, three months, even longer if you can. Remember the takeaway rule, would you have a takeaway every night? I hope you don't. Do challenges to help motivate you. Follow a programme, join a group, buddy up, do it with a friend. Above all, keep learning and trying new things. Build up a list of resources and tips that work for you. Even if they work for a short time, then keep coming back to them. It's like having a toolbox. Okay. Thank you very much. That was the alcohol chapter. I know it's very long and it's only the tip of the iceberg. I hope that helps and there's some tips in there for you. And I will see you soon for the next chapter. Thank you. Bye.